Melbourne, I Love Green Guys Letters is coming back home and will be recording live on Saturday afternoon, the 16th of September, 4.15 at Club Voltaire in North Melbourne. Tickets are on sale now and it is an intimate little venue, so they should get snapped up really fast. For tickets and information, click ilovegreenguideletters.com. Hey, you guys, just before we get the show going, here is a first in podcast sizzle. If you are in Melbourne this Saturday, the 27th of May, I am having a giant garage sale in my apartment. So it's an apartment sale. You can come and see where we've recorded so many episodes of the podcast and also grab a great bargain at low, low prices, including my exceptional DVD collection, clothing, homewares, couches, a fridge for $20, and so much more at Steele's Grand Garage Sale. It is 61 Darling Street, South Yarra. This Saturday, the 27th of May, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. No early callers. Don't call early. Don't call late either. Just call right in the middle. That'll be fun. We'll get to say hey. And I'll give you a fork. There you go. What more can you want? Now, on with the show. Hey, you guys, welcome to I Love Green Guide Letters, the podcast where we talk about the letters to the age, newspapers, television, and radio lift out the Green Guide. <laughs> Fear too much enthusiasm. I, it's almost you mocking me right now. So let's just chill out. Here's a scoop. I am Steel Saunders, and I do love those green guy letters! So it is the last weekend of the Comedy Festival. It's Saturday afternoon. I've not been here for the whole time. I've been in America and back, which is kind of weird. So I've come back to all these tired comedians... It's uh, and I'm back with full enthusiasm, totally jet lagged, but enthusiastic. And it's very interesting to have that like week and a half gap between seeing all my friends because one half are swearing off drugs and alcohol forever, and others are desperately trying to find drugs and alcohol for tomorrow night. So it's it's a weird thing. So we'll find out what our guests, what they're, which way they're leaning. If, if, it's, if it's health or to reach a new dimension. so Or you can be like Bart and you can be very healthy and just have new dimensions come to you, which is very cool. But uh, let's bring on our guests and we'll love some letters for the final time this festival. All right, who's ready to meet our letter lovers? Returning one of the true legends of the letter-loving game, it's Geraldine Hickey! My favourite little rat girl, it's Becky Lucas! And a first-time letter lover, a veteran comedian, let's welcome Cameron Knight! Woo-hoo! 
So, uh, Becky. Let me take it from here. <laughs> no, you got this because yeah. you're very hungover, I heard. I'm very hungover and you can see that. Now. <laughs> my face. You've been here three and a half weeks. Uh-huh. Has there been a day when you haven't gone to someone, I'm very hungover? No, I've been hungover the whole time. Is that your opener? That's your opener, isn't it? I do talk about drinking in my show, yeah. <laughs> Straight away, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm usually drunk. I've been, I've been really drinking a lot. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. I've put my back out too. Really? How'd yeah. you do that? Drinking. Drinking. <laughs> so it's a heavy, it was a heavy I beer. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you were going to do the podcast the other week, mm-hmm. but... You texted me that you were re- really sick. Oh, I was very sick then, I promise. I was very sick. Okay. Yeah, that, that wasn't a lie. Vodka poisoning? But I, I do lie as well. <laughs> Vodka poisoning. No, the common cold and flu. Flu. Uh, the festival flu. Festival flu. What's the best lie it's, you've it's, told this you, festival? You get the festival flu from... Um, Drinking. Breaking out? Yeah, from fluids. From letting the people people from the festival fuck you. <laughs> networking. It's called networking. <laughs> and that's why we have the record. Yeah. All right. The show Good to business be here. insight like that. What's the best lie you've told all festival? Uh, great show. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Yeah. And how did Cody take that? <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah, no, that's. I, I've been trying not to lie too much. You're a pretty honest person, though, anyway. Yeah, so. I like to. I think yeah. it's good. Tell, I think it's important. It is. <laughs> it, it's part of her inverted commas charm. Yeah. <laughs> My comedy. It's, they're not jokes, it's just truth. <laughs> oh, don't get all David Quirk on me, for <laughs> um, Anyway, I'm, I'm fine. I'm. Yeah. It's good to be here. <laughs> you sound so old. <laughs> you've aged. I have. I've got a lot of greys now. What's the most mature mm. thing you've done this festival? Uh, oh, God, I don't know. Fuck. You mean mature f- comedian you've done? <laughs> yeah, <Or>? very, <laughs> very funny. Very funny. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe um, just going home sometimes. I think... <laughs> 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 Did you go home last night? Have you been home yet? No, I haven't been home yet. You've been up all night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right, just yeah, walking yeah. the streets? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just seeing what it's like on the streets, you know, networking, getting to know people there. Um, so that it won't Camp be handling. such a big transition when, that, when the time comes. So what networking have you found on the streets? Is the best places to clean car windows or...? <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know. Stop putting you on the spot. Let's talk to Cam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, co-host Becky. <laughs> Cam, how's your festival been, buddy? I've been sober the whole time um, because prior to this, my wife told me that I had a drinking problem. Um, and I thought I was pretty good at it. And so I went to the AA website to have a look at it just to check. And I did the little test. They got a little test on the AA website. Did so they? Yeah, I did it. And uh, fucking smashed it. Uh, so got an A plus or an AAA plus. And uh, I never got an A plus in anything. So I had a couple of beers to celebrate. But um, I 
thought I should give it a bit of a rest, and I have, and I've still got the fucking flu. So I don't know what's wrong. I love it when people say they're in Alcoholics Anonymous. It's like, well, you can't shut up about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I didn't go to the meetings. I just went online. I'm yeah. lazy. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Do you want to do the quiz? Oh yeah Do the quiz Do the Hickey quiz <laughs> Do the quiz Hickey has got it. the quiz out Hickey has got the quiz out this, this, We'll just see how this goes Yeah mm. Go Have you ever decided to stop drinking for a week or so But only lasted a couple of days Yes <laughs> Me too <laughs> uh, Do you wish people would mind their own business about your drinking Yes <laughs> Especially steel <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever switched from one kind of drink to another in the hope that this would keep you from getting drunk? Uh, Isn't that what you do in the hope that you get drunker? Yeah. yeah. Well, you just got bored of the previous drink. Yeah. Oh, no, you know when some people are like, oh, I'll just drink whiskey because it's like a calming drink. Is it? <laughs> it really? Yeah, like people be like, I'll bit... just have a few whiskeys before bed. <laughs> Is that what, what people smoke do? your pipe in, your, in the library. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of an after dinner bed. <laughs> yeah, but I think people do do that. Let's have a, yeah. Have like, a nice... I'll just have a bit of Bailey's. Yeah. A bit of Bailey's instead of a I'll glass a, of wine. I'd like to have a nice whiskey. At, yeah, and I don't bed. think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> I like to have a few after I've had five beers. <laughs> yeah. uh, have you had to have an eye opener? What have you had to have an eye opener upon awakening during the past year? An eye opener. What does that mean? Like, you know, hair of the dog. Do you wake up and go, oh, shit, I better have a beer just to take oh. the edge off the shakes and then get on with my day? No, nah, I don't yeah, do we're that. I don't do that. Really? I have never done just that. I had an eye opener once when I thought, because I... I got blackout drunk the night before and then the next uh, morning I woke up and looked at what I'd been Googling and it was just drinking games for one. (laughs) (laughs) So that was an eye-opener in terms of, like, stop. But I I would challenge anyone, despite the night they've had before, to wake up in the morning and not have an eye-opener. It's a crucial part of waking up. Oh, right. Oh, I, like, your are eyes. you talking about the yeah. experience or... No, just the literal oh, definition. Oh, yeah. opening your eyes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Very clever. What are some... <laughs> <laughs> what, do you remember um, any of the one-person drinking? No, there's yeah. not, there aren't any. Like. They don't exist. Hey, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a niche market. Thing. You should get into that. Yeah. Might, that could be your millions. Yeah, maybe. Do you envy or I people? Just kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one. Do you envy people who can drink without getting into trouble? Yeah. What sort of trouble have you gotten into, Becky Lucas? Yeah. Um, I just always say stuff that I shouldn't say. But sometimes I'm really nice. Like sometimes I'm really kind and loving. I love anyone that brags that sometimes they're <laughs> yeah. really nice. When 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 are those times? <laughs> I say nice things to you. Yeah, sometimes. you're pretty good to me. But yeah, I think just saying stupid stuff is the worst thing. What's the most regrettable thing you've said all festival? She doesn't remember. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, was, I was on top of a table screaming, I'm a genius. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't know. God, I don't know. Probably I, I keep telling there's one guy that's annoying me. He's always around and I keep telling him to go away to his face. Oh. <laughs> is he a comedian? Well, let's keep going with this yeah. test. Let's do this test. <laughs> Uh, have you had problems connected with drinking during the past year? Be honest. Yes. Okay. Don't want to go into it. <laughs> Has your drinking caused trouble at home? Nah. 
She doesn't go there. <laughs> well, no, everything's fine at home. Well, it's not getting vacuumed, so that's a problem. Yeah. Uh, do you ever try to get extra drinks at a party because you do not get enough? No. Yeah. Wait, what? No, no, that's all right. Double dip in the you know in the bath when oh. there's beers like bath beers. Do you double dip? Just grab a couple and walk out. Oh no no. What about at gigs? Do you ever say, oh, you got any more drink cards? Um no. I'll just buy it because I'm making a lot of money at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing really well <laughs> despite the drinking. <laughs> Do you tell yourself you can stop drinking any time you want, even though you keep getting drunk when you don't mean to? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's a bad. Is one, anyone else connecting with this? Or? <laughs> it's a fun game. This is a, this is the drinking game for one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, this is not. This is not. This is not for Alcohols Anonymous. This is Malcolm Turnbull's new <laughs> citizen test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm in, baby. <laughs> Have you missed days of work or school because of drinking? Yes. Yes, yeah, she didn't turn up to the fucking podcast. Uh, yeah. I was sick. Yeah, because <laughs> of drinking. Ah, uh, no. I mean, Do you have I don't blackouts? Have yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, just, just have you ever felt that your life would be better if you did not drink? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is really. You got eight. What does that mean? Uh, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh, well. No, I don't know. There's too much info yeah, there. Yeah, I'll deal with it later. Yeah. <laughs> You're very young. Yeah. No, no problems yet. <laughs> How's your festival been, Geraldine? I've had a delightful time, thank you. <laughs> Trigger. <laughs> so. That's been good. How many festivals have you done? Um, this, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, over ten. I think it was two, 2004, I think, was my first festival with Harley Breen and Wayne Dixon. Really? Really? Yeah, a Harley-shaped hickey called Wayne. <laughs> that Very writes s- itself. Yeah. <laughs> Did you come up with that name before you decided to work together? No, no, we, we were hanging out at the Comics Lounge one night and um, we went, yeah, let's do a show. We'll call it a Harley-shaped hickey. The first was just going to be Harley and I, and then we got Wayne in, because he'd done Comedy Zone the year before. Does nothing now. Like, oh, no, he's good. He doesn't do comedy now. Do you still know him? Do you yeah, still he, have... runs, he runs Mike in Hand with Liam up in Sydney. So yeah, yeah. I, don't, I think he's sort of stopped doing stand-up, but he's still but running But he does that, acting that and stuff. I saw show. him on two different ads in a row. Yeah, he does a lot of ads. He does yeah. heaps of ads, and he's, he's also got into graphic design. Anyway, this is, oh, is uh, riveting for you guys, isn't Sorry. it? Anyway, that's everyone's story. They got into graphic design. <laughs> Everyone I went to school with yeah. graphic design. Well, animation anyway. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, what, what is your um, most harrowing comedy festival story? Been in so many. You're a veteran of the game. To me, you are Melbourne comedy. Oh, <laughs> shit! Yeah. <laughs> Deep down. Or just like, oh, that was a bit of silly fun. Deep down, <laughs> deep down, deep down. Comedy is truth, remember yeah. that. Go on. I, I can't tell you how many times I've um, been side stage, like with the intro music playing and doing a Katy Perry. Like as in, I don't know if anyone's watched this doco. Who's watched the <laughs> Katy Perry documentary? Just a round of applause if you watch the Katy Perry doco. Zero hands go no. up. No, there we go. All right, so watch it because it's fucking good, right? 
But in it, there's a moment where she's really upset and um, it's just not long after... She's, Russell Brand is... The, the, she's gone through, going through the breakup. And so she's it's not a, all bad. No, it's not all bad, yeah. <laughs> and she, it's at the... Um, she's about to go on stage, big concert. I don't know where the fuck... She's on a scissor lift about to go up and she is crying and crying and crying. And then as the scissor lift starts to go up, just before she pops out on stage, it's like that and then... ha. Ah, Happy face on, perform. And then when she goes off stage, as soon as she exits, she's <sighs> weeping again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. That's so true, though, because I've been like that, just, like, hunched over. I, s- like, I can't go on. <laughs> <laughs> have you never been have like you, Have you never cried? Have you not been like that before? Like, just in tears, side stage, and then they... Like, I've got, a, like, a pre-recorded... Good evening, Noah. Please welcome to stage. Geraldine Hickey. And I'd be... <sighs> Here we go. I don't know. I like to save my crying for after the performance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Beforehand, I've worked up a bit of hope throughout the day. And then I like to... But I, I just like... The, the thought of you okay. being upset, like the thought of Becky's side of stage crying, is fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's a good person, so you yeah. don't want her to feel pain. That's I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. No, I feel the same. <laughs> I feel the same. <laughs> now, Rebecca, we did uh, touch on this on one of the podcasts, but you made mm. news recently. Did I? Yeah. Oh, with uh, with Airbnb. Yes. Yeah, but we haven't touched on... Or did you touch on it when I wasn't here? Yeah, that's what happens when you don't turn up to the podcast. Oh, right. You make fun of me. Did you make fun of me on the podcast? Just more that it was news. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous, right? But it is crazy because I'm staying... I booked an Airbnb and I thought it was my own apartment and then I turn up and the people... I'm sharing for a month with an elderly Vietnamese couple. <laughs> no, but let's like, learn, talk about it. Like, you actually didn't personally book it. It was booked I was by, in the room, it was but I'd by a Tom s- Cashman, who's a lawyer, by the way, yeah. and didn't read the fine print. No, we, it, it, it had changed. We booked oh, it. Really? It's that entire apartment, and, and the booking changed after we didn't receive the email. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you've had love. They've cooked you some nice meals, and you've hung around like a family, haven't you? Yeah, but they're so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> You have to so take your everywhere shoes we off. go, every yeah, have to take your shoes off. Everywhere we go, they're like, "Where are you going? Where are you going?" The woman just barrels into my room all the time because the thermostat for the whole house is in my room. That wasn't on the listing, I bet. No, but that gives you a bit of control over. You're like like God. You get to like have the. You get to decide the weather. I don't weather care. I just don't want to share a kitchen. And like, do, you, you, do you have a curfew? Have you got a curfew? It's a quiet curfew of, at eleven p.m. So what happens when you've stayed out? That's why you're staying walking the streets. Of yeah, night, like I'll, I just go home with other guys, <laughs> <laughs> just for somewhere to arrest my head. Because I'm not allowed to have any unregistered guests. So I'm like, oh great, if I want to bring anyone home, I have to get a copy of their birth certificate <laughs> and two passport photos. <laughs> Sounds like a commitment. Yeah. <laughs> Guys don't like that. <laughs> so at what point did you decide I'm going to parlay this into a sweet little square? Well, I didn't house? go to the press. I just had an interview set up. I don't know if you know about this about showbiz, but when you're doing well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So when you're doing well in show business, that's when your Airbnb room has the thermostat? <laughs> I saw, oh, anyway, look, I don't. But I, I went into this interview, and I was I was three days in and just manic about it because it was it's quite it's quite. Awful. That is a long interview. 
Oh, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but I was just talking about that off... He didn't even... He wasn't recording. This was just a, a, something we talked about uh, socially before the interview started. Who, who was the interview with? Off record. Uh, off record. That's, yeah. how they, that's what they say, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Who was yes. the interview with? Oh, well, I don't want to put his name well, in the... Well, fucking put you in it. He I suppose it. so. Um, yeah, well, Nui, Nui, Nui Takoa. Is Nui, it Takoa? Nui Takoa is, is a green guy letter lover. He's been on the show. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, is he going to hate me now? No, you just... No, I mean, you probably like the hits said? if people go That's and look true. it up. Yeah. So. You won't hate you anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why do you get me on this show? You're always mean to me. Because you're my little rat girl. Oh, God. You're a weirdo. <laughs> hey, can I tell you my favourite um, Cam Knight and I story? Oh, yeah, yeah. please. Yeah. Oh, what is it? This is the, when, <laughs> when you were hosting um, the Stand Up Australia. Yep. So what was it called? It was called Stand Up Australia. Yeah, that's it was right. on. on <laughs> <laughs> it was on the Comedy Channel. 120 episodes. Nobody watched it. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. What did, happened did you, on that show? What was it about? What did we do? We was just it? did stand up on it. Yeah, we did. In what yeah. country? Here in, in Australia. Australia. Okay. Shut yeah. up. And they did uh, an Australia Day special. Oh yeah. Do you remember this? It was so li- they did. It was you, live. Yeah, live, live, live. TV. Um, twelve hours live to air of comedians, and they weren't hours? allowed. Yeah, and they weren't allowed to drop the C bomb. Yeah. Well, they told that us that afterwards, <laughs> <laughs> and I was up there having a great time. You were up the back watching, yeah. just going, "Oh, this is so great!" And then I said, "Cunt." And <laughs> And your face, you just went, I've never seen anyone be so animated with the, oh, my God, we're going to go off air. Like, we are fucked. Um, And it was great. You were up the back and just went, oh, and then I carried on and then everything was fine. But then, like, the producers and stuff, apparently, they came out and said, right, under all, no one can say the C word. No one can say the C word. And I think it was maybe Fleety. Fleety. It was Fleety. Yeah. Yeah, Fleety went out and just fucking cunt this, fucking babe, cunt that, babe. fucking cunt it. He said cunt, it like cunt, three times cunt, in cunt, the cunt, one cunt. set. Yeah. Yeah, and we were all like, oh. I actually, there was a go- there was a box of goon on the set because we made it to look like a backyard. Yeah. And it was real wine. And when Fleety came out, I just reached for the goon. And I was just <laughs> drinking goon, just going, oh, I'm never going to come back. <laughs> this, is like, this is the end of my life here. <laughs> and then Brendan Burns got up and did it as well. Yeah. And he was just like yelling and being really aggressive. And I was like, this is never happening again. Yeah. So when I started comedy, Stand Up Australia was sort of like, there's not really anything like that at the moment where no. people can go, I want to do a spot on, on this show. Like there was there was Rove and that finished. But yeah. like there's, there's these sort of like TV sort of milestone-y like regular things. Yeah. 120 episodes. Yeah, it was pretty good. Did you ever see... They gave us some free pizza when we clicked over 100. That was nice. Really? Um, yeah, here. Free pizza from Foxtel. Thanks, mate. Um, Foxtel's got that money, though. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what was your question? Oh, I was just wondering... <laughs> <laughs> was there any interesting, apart from Geraldine's uh, mistimed C word, which I think is very on-brand for Geraldine, Yeah. Any, any classic... I've changed a bit, though. Sorry, we'll get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> any classic uh, breakdowns or meltdowns of, of, of things that stick out to you from your time watching... Like, how many acts would be on a week? Um, well, we'd have... We'd have Usually we'd it was uh, we'd usually try and get four acts on an episode, but we'd shoot four episodes in one day, 
And so when it started out, it was in the studios up in North Ride in Sydney, and they built this set to look like a pub, which we called the Troubled Bison. And so they would shoot those, everything in one day. I'd do the warm-up for the show as well, just so I could ingratiate myself with the audience. They all got free beers, and then they'd just do a best of for the, for the Friday, and they'd just clip, like, get the best clips of that whole week and play that again. Um, I kind of nearly had a meltdown doing it because I I was very early. I got, that was very young. I was very young, and and that was very early on in my career. I'd only been doing stand up for a few years, so I didn't even have that bank of material because I had to come out and open the show with like you know about three to four minutes of material every night. So it felt like a proper comedy night because it was a pub. You know that was, that was the whole premise. You know. And um, I wanted it to work because we wanted to give every comedian a good show reel because it was quite difficult to get on Rove and I wanted everyone to have a go. So, like, I was talking to Chandler about it yesterday and, um, like, he was shocked he got on it. And I was like, yeah, well, we just wanted everyone to have a go. But by the end of it, yeah, 120 episodes, I didn't even know what was funny anymore. We'd just be sitting in the writer's room. It was just me and another guy, Dave Williams, just going, fuck, I don't know, what's funny? You know, we just had lost our minds a little bit, so... Besides you, who, who died the most on the show? There was <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of deaths. Um, there was a lot. I'm not gonna no. I'm not gonna name names. That's nasty. Um, there, but it was you know some some flew, some died. That's just the nature of comedy. It was the same. That was how it was. And we kept it as is. Like they didn't cut it down or try and jazz it up or make it look like you still killed. Like which was weird. But they just went, no, this is how it flew. When I did it the, the first time, not the live one, but this the standard one, um, I had lots of hair and makeup done. I looked very pretty. <laughs> and um, not long after that, I lost my job because I wasn't getting dressed up enough at work. So, <laughs> so when I, like I had a meeting with one of the managers, this is at like a bar thing that I was working at, and uh, the managers came up and they said, we've got to have a meeting. Just, just to, like... Could you just like dress up a bit more? And I'm like, well, no, I wear the uniform. Like, what more do you? And they go, it's just that, like, like when you're on TV the other night, that was really great, and you looked, you looked really great. We just want kind of more of that. <laughs> what TV hickey? Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah, like, right. That's that's professional hair and makeup. And you've got to enter the room with, g'day guys, yeah, where are yeah. you from? What do you do for a living? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sort of shit. Right. That's so why you should never you show anyone your best self because then they never know. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know? Like always oh, be that's shit. your strategy. Yeah. That's <laughs> always be awful and disgusting and then no one knows any different. Yeah. <laughs> when that ended, when the show ended, uh, I thought that... I oh, know, I just like cut in then, didn't yeah. I? Fuck this. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I'm just... <laughs> just Re- Rebecca's life uh, mantra is... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's chilling as it is sad. <laughs> Open up, Rebecca. <laughs> I reckon we should get back to Cam's career. That's all right. Did you ever try to get on it? No, that was, no. I was still like too new. So right. I remember when Channel went on it. Because he'd only been doing it for, a, I don't know, like 18 months or something. Yeah, said. so yeah. it was sort of just like, oh, yeah, good luck with that dude. Like, yeah. I'm not going on TV at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But everybody, it was on... It was or on, it was at on. any point. <laughs> <laughs> MySpace, MySpace at the time. Channel 10. Studio, <laughs> Studio 10. 10. Went to America, did some Star Wars shit. There Listen. you go. Good on you, mate. He's about to do the Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're here at the Hi-Fi sucking off dudes for a beer and a place to stay. I'm off living the dream, toots. 
I'm Open your heart to this finger. Can't wait to get Nando's after this. <laughs> <laughs> Meet and greet at Nando's. <laughs> I'm going to get a quarter chicken hot basting. Medium chips and a Diet Coke. <laughs> oh, yum. <laughs> I'm getting that tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think chicken and chips is the best thing to have oh, after it's a hangover. so good. It's like chicken a... Um, chicken and chips is like the traditional meal after the last night of festival for me. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Cam was halfway through a sentence. I'm sorry, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I forget what yeah, this is, it, what I'm it, hungry. How does the audience <laughs> This has been the most fucked it. Like, we're all just so, like, wrong. Like, it's the end of the festival. And, Look at us. I'm just sorry. Like, I feel like the audience... Are you guys okay? Is it yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. having a good time. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Before we get to the, the thing the show is about... <laughs> oh, yeah. You're co-hosted a show uh, this year or last year with Kate Langbrook. Yeah, last year. Unreal Real Estate. Unreal Estate. Just one unreal. Yeah, yeah. Unreal. Say it again? It was Unreal Estate. Yeah. Ah, okay. That was it. That is crafty. Pretty crafty. I hadn't hosted a show for a while because um, like when Foxtel ended, who knew that working on cable television wasn't going to be a stepping stone to an illustrious TV career and more of a fucking doorway into a call centre. But... Uh, <laughs> No shit. That's where I ended up, selling wine on the phone. Anyway, that was good. Oh, um, I thought you were going to say you started working in the Foxtel course. No, center. fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Are you happy with your subscription? Oh, you don't like the comedy channel. Why? Fuck off. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, Stand Up Australia isn't on no, anymore. No, Stand Up Australia got cancelled. No, yes, Cam is Knight isn't there anymore. Yeah, no. I, um... So I ended up, yeah, hosting this show on, uh, on Channel 9, where we basically, the premise of the show, they, they, it was a bit of a t- different take on a lifestyle format, right, where they, host, where they got two comedians to host the show. And we got to travel all around Australia for six months and we visited all these millionaires and billionaires' properties. And we just, like, you know, it's lifestyle You had to comment on the marble and all the bullshit. And, um, but sort of you found out how they made their millions and um, learned about their eccentricities and stuff like that. But, like, it was a good job. It was a really fun job. But it was also incredibly depressing because you just know you're never going to have a fucking helicopter. But, like... It was just one of those things you had to really mind your P's and Q's because everything was improvised as well. Like, they, I would never see a picture of the house or any of the rooms or anything like that. And s- most of them were really, really nice people. Like, really nice people. But some of them just had too much money. And they would just say horrible things and you had to really watch what you said. So, like, I might have just come out of a immaculately groomed garden vista where I have seen a hill, his and hers helipad. So I'm just trying to work that shit out. Just like, what are you, spies? You know, and then... <laughs> Go into an open plan kitchen and just see something like a neon lit tap. And you've got to mention it. It's just like, what are you, a drug dealer now? Like, that's, you know, that's an oddity. So you go, oh, that's a neon lit tap. And they're the sorts of people that, you know, some of them would just let it fall out of their mouths how much it costs. Like, it's nothing. Like, oh, it's $10,000. And, you know, I'm just sitting there going, oh, get fucked. Like, that's, that's a car. You know, what is wrong with you, you piece of shit, Mrs. Turnbull? You know, that's where I'm at. <laughs> 
But you can't say that on TV. You know, I think that's a better show, don't you? If I could just go and tell rich people they're pieces of shit. Would you watch that? I'd win a Logie, a gold Logie, and just give it to the poor. But So I had to watch, I had to learn how to be a lifestyle host. And so I had to respond in a lifestyle way. So when, if they'd ever say something horrific like that, I would just go, mm, yes, like that. Because then when you put an N on the front of yes, you sound a little bit snooty. And they feel safe around you, like you're not going to steal their shit. So, <laughs> so just so you know, if you ever do watch the show, it's on air again, and you see me going, mm, yes, they're just really behind my eyes. I'm just saying, cunt. So that's where I'm at. Anyway, it's not coming back for a second series. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it is. Why do you think there was that many, like, extremely rich people in Australia? Well, no, there are. And when it went to air, because, no, Australians are quite reserved. And so when, it, when we were going into pre-production, it was quite difficult to get people, because people were like, I don't want to show off, you know. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to be like that. They do, they're not like that. And... Um, so, like I said, most of them were really, really lovely, down-to-earth people. But just some of them, you know, just, you know, like they have a mansion and you just go, how many rooms have you got? And they go, I don't know, many. And you're just like, mm, you know, you just want to steal their lunch money. But they, but now, since it's gone to air, like so many people were calling up the production office and just going, you should definitely come and see my house. But I don't That's know. That's the worst call to make. Just like, oh, I'm rich. I'm heaps richer. <laughs> I know, Yeah. So so my tap's way more neon. Like that. <laughs> That's right. But what, when you said that they said how they made their millions, yeah. what was the most upsetting way to you that someone made their millions? Uh, just inheritance. That made me annoying, annoyed oh. a lot when they just actually didn't do anything. It was from a magnate or something. You know, their father was really rich and they just got the money and then what just about, built something um, ostentatious. <clears throat> but... What about networking? Does that work? Networking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Guzzling jizz on the streets. That works. Um, no. I, did you uh, do any networking I yourself? did heaps of it. How do you think I got the job? <laughs> Please, I don't want to sell wine anymore. Um, <laughs> I'll do anything. <laughs> but like one, there were some really surprising ones, like... One guy just started out like selling caravans and just worked his way up to then managing this one office and then bought another one and then bought another one and then turned into this caravan magnate and now and then just built out from there and now he's just got a team of people that just come to him and say hey do you want to invest in this it should be good here's the returns here's the paperwork and he just goes yes or no It's and ironic cr- really cuz like caravans are Usually filled with the poorest people. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do an op- I want to do an opposite like show version of that too. It'd be good to see like unreal renters or you know just like just shitholes because I've lived in some like just you know like where the skirting board's leaving the floor and you just let the grass grow for, through and you're just like yeah it's my own little greenhouse like that sort of shit. You know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that would have the same zing. How did you, how did you become so poor? Like, <laughs> I did the comedy festival. <laughs> my uncle lives in a caravan. Oh yeah. What's his name? Uncle Mark. He's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, crazy fun? No, or, no, no right, schizophrenic. <laughs> I think, did I... <laughs> it's really... The caravan park's crazy. There's always a guy with a cockatoo on his shoulder at oh, a caravan yeah. park. There's worse places you can keep it. Yeah. <laughs> what, in your asshole? <laughs> Is that what you were implying? 
<laughs> it was the sort of comment that was not meant to apply anything. And well, I mean, if you're going to set could them decide. up, the if you're going to set them up, you've got to be prepared for me to come, you know, back with something that you might not like. <laughs> the cockatoo was up my ass. <laughs> cool. You know what's disgusting about cockatoos is they live for so long. There's a cockatoo at the market. Yeah, like head. hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah, there's a cockatoo. He gets put to bed at 6 p.m. It makes me sick, and he's like 80 years old. How do you know though? Like, because they look the same. They just keep turning them over. Like, you know, it's like you're a little kid, and they just can, you know, your goldfish died, and they replace it immediately. But and have you, you have you met that cockatoo? Yeah, it's crawled all over me. I hate it. Oh come on, it's friendly. <laughs> I don't like it. He's all like. He's all creepy, like old an old weird. man. And he goes yeah. to bed. Like they put him in a sh- in a cupboard. <laughs> they put a sheet over his out. cage. He lives in the pub. Pedophiles have cockatoos. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> I, I would like Cam's question answered. <laughs> Well, is that Uncle Mark's house? Yeah. Oh, no, Mark is... I think I told this story last time on this podcast, but I went to visit Uncle Mark. I go twice a year. And the other day, he tried to touch my bum. And I was like, oh, like when my dad wasn't looking. And I was like, so, like, you're so gross, but also felt flattered that I was young. So confused. So do, you, do you consider that more a family visit or a networking activity? Which <laughs> is going to get good Christmas presents. <laughs> uh, I actually, the networking is, the, I, I find that the most loathsome of all the activities in comedy. Oh, yeah. I hate network, but like, it's funny because I just like comedians. I love hanging out. People might perceive that to be networking, networking. but I just love comics so much I love hanging out with them <laughs> I really do it makes me emotional sometimes yeah because <laughs> they're just so like funny and, and they have very defined personalities and it's, a, it's always a joy yeah anyway um, see I told you I could be nice sometimes <laughs> I, I almost believed her there that yeah. was pretty good like, that, was, that was really good <laughs> uh-huh. uh, actually, I'm a psychopath <laughs> alright guys how about we love some letters <laughs> On mic, thanks. On mic. <laughs> We're just reminiscing about um, a special um, time that we had at Splendour in the Grass watching The Cure. Yeah. Yeah, we that got was, emotional. Oh, that was, we were so stoned. Yeah, well... Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we were so connected. That was yeah, great. Yeah. That was a great time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, off we go. <laughs> I think we'll begin the letters now. Take it away, Steele. <laughs> Have you? Can I ask a question before you do this? Yes. Have you ever found in your time doing this show? Because I mean, how many years have you been doing this now? Let's not go into that. Okay. Um, (laughs) How many unpaid years? No. Um, Has has anyone purposefully planted letters in there? In the hope that you'd find it. There have been a few in-jokes right. written into the Green Guide. And we used to have the, uh, the editor of the Green Guide before it all got homogenised and like it was sort of... Now it's sort of like not really a Melbourne thing. It's more of a, an all-over thing. He used to put in ones that would like fuel the fire, like of topics that we talk about. So he'd put in letters 
that you'd, he'd know that you'd, yeah, you'd yeah. pick. Yeah, yeah. great. Okay. Hence why we got 15 weeks or so about not having staples in... <laughs> <laughs> which is not really much of an issue in television, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but what are you going to do? <laughs> but Cam, as your first letter that we will uh, love, we've had over the years the qualifier. When people write in to the Green Guide and they want to state their qualifications before they get into their complaints. This is a as a woman. Exactly. Mm. Now, we've had, um, we've had the as a mothers. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Yeah. We've had an as a doctor. <laughs> That's impressive. As a doctor mother. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I think, is the highest honour. <laughs> That we can offer. And this one is titled Feuding Fun. As a fan of both the bold and the beautiful (laughs) and family feud, (laughs) I found All Star Family Feud 10 very entertaining and a lot of fun. Grant Denyer is a wonderful host and he was at his best conversing with the actors of one of the world's most popular soaps. It amazes me that this show has been going for 30 years and as the Australian actress Ashley Brewer said, one of the reasons for its longevity may be that the cast all get on well behind the scenes. And that is from Susan Munday in Bentley East. Oh, I know Susan. <laughs> what else can you tell us about Susan? She is a big fan of fam... Oh, it's something else. Um, <laughs> she likes to have meat parts for dinner. <laughs> Where did that did accent say meat come from? Parts? No, meat pies. Oh, I thought you said meat parts. No. Mike, that's just <laughs> random cuts of meat <laughs> she's picked up off the floor of the butchers. I'll have the dog stuff, thanks. <laughs> random meat. Parts. Meat yeah, parts. random parts. Denya, are you, are you a fan of Denya's work? True story, I did serve him a meat pie once. <laughs> you did what? They had a function. You know how he does a race car driving stuff as well? Yeah, I've heard it doesn't. <laughs> work out for him so they, had, yeah, no. <laughs> so they had a like a, a function for all the race car drivers and I was serving um, party pies and I served him a party pie and then the one of the organisers um, came up and she was really angry because the party pies were too hot and they were all burning their mouths <laughs> that's bullshit the worst problem with a party pie is when it's too cold yeah. like yeah. usually really when you're cold. mid bite yeah. and yeah. they haven't heated it wrong and you get that little ice bit in the middle yeah. oh off. god Party over. You just yeah. sit there sucking on it like a meat lozenge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gross. You don't spit it out. You're like, no, I'm going to get through this. <laughs> uh, have you ever met Grant Daniel, Becky? No, no, no. I think he follows me on Twitter, though. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Maybe I'll DM him. What about Bold and the Beautiful? I don't think I've ever... Not into it. I've I never watched an episode of Bold Dude, and the Beautiful, ever. To, to be honest... You should be in the opening credits of Bold and the Beautiful. Really? Your looks are both bold and beautiful. Are they? Yeah. My chiselled cheeks just giving it a bit of... <gasps> yeah, oh, you did. Yes. You were... <laughs> just confused. They're just staring off going, I forgot my lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> he would be a good soap opera actor. Thanks, why don't you, why don't you try right. and get a Why don't you try and get a job in a show or something? Okay, yeah, all right. You sound like my mum. You sound that's what mum says all the time. Hey, you know, you'd be really good at this. Why don't you do it? It's yeah. not that easy. Um, I was on I was on Blue Healers. I was on two oh, really? episodes of Healers. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. As a criminal? As a criminal. Yeah. What, what was a, your crime? What was your crime? Uh, I, I tried to bash a cop. Um, <laughs> and you know what? The late Linda Gibson played my mum. The Gibbo is named after her. She was my yeah. mum. My name was Sean Quinn. I, had a bl- I was blind in one eye because I got in f- into a fight and I got hit in a bat with a bat in my eye. This two-episode uh, character has a big mate, backstory. Big arc. Um, <laughs> I really got into it as well when I was talking because I was doing the interview with Ditch Davey, who's now one of, a really close mate of mine. And we were doing the in- interview and I had to say the word confiscated. But I went method and I said confiscated. And they were like, you're a legend. Uh, and that's how I got back for a second episode. <laughs> so you got that's the right. job because you mispronounced I the mispron- word. I just was like... Being all how like, the fuck am I not starring in this show? <laughs> 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 Do you ever watch any soaps, Becky? I used to. I don't anymore. But I used to love Bold and the Beautiful. I'd always come home from school. And you know when you would do the, like, Bold and the Beautiful and then there was, like, Matt. You know there was, like, oh. you, you'd watch, like, Neighbours, Simpsons, Seinfeld. You, you'd just stay on one stage. You're so young. <laughs> I just used to watch the afternoon show on ABC. That was my thing. Oh, really? Well, yeah, yeah. you go from afternoon. I think I watched a lot of TV. but. Yeah. Yeah, you'd go from like ABC Kids and then I remember you'd jump over, like you'd see like MASH, Bold and the Beautiful, bit of news, mum would bring dinner in. In front of the telly. Yeah, yeah. and then Simpsons and then you'd go off. You'd, and then sometimes I was allowed to stay up and watch Charmed. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the highlight of my comedy festival <laughs> is hearing you refer to a television station as a stage. <laughs> Yeah, you know you chill on the stage. Like, you wouldn't... My sta- <laughs> Like, mine was Channel 10. I'd, I'd rock Channel 10 all night. Stay there all night. I wouldn't go over to 7 or 9. No way. <laughs> 10 was the best. It was in, in its time. In its time. Yeah, when it was, like, yeah. X-Files and Simpsons. We didn't get yeah. Channel 10 growing up, though, when I was younger. We oh, had, really? Yeah, we were in the, in the country and we oh. had the classic... What did you oh. get? Did you get a mashup channel? Yeah, Same yes. here. What was really? yours called? GMTV. Where were you? In Albury. Okay. And where so you had you? ABC and then you had GMTV and that's where they just grab all the best bits from 7, 9 and 10 yeah. and whack it on one station. Uh, mostly 7 though, I found. Was it? Yeah. Like we got a country practice. We well, got a fair bit of 9 because Hey Hey was lo- like big. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, we had that. We got a country practice as well. Country practice. And that was the only night during the week I was allowed to stay up. Yeah, right. Yeah, because it was, was on Monday and Tuesday nights. I had I was in uh, country South Australia over near Port Lincoln oh, on Air right. Peninsula, yeah. and it was uh, we had as it was called GDS BKN, and that's all we. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a memorable channel or what? <laughs> GDS. My sister read the news for them as well. GDS BKN. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to the. But I, under, I understand her being because I remember that feeling of being so invested in your shows. Like you'd be like, I've got to go home and see my shows. So I understand what, where she's coming from. They make you feel warm and fuzzy, like you're connected yeah. to something. And especially like a soap, it's an ongoing story. Yeah. I never started with The Bold and the Beautiful. I dozed of our lives. Got into mm. it. Hooked into that. Yeah, I never watched Because mum was that into either. that. Yeah, right. Yeah. I find the opening of that very depressing. With the, <laughs> with hourglass. the hourglass. Yes. And it was like once that sand runs out. Mm. What are you going to do next? These are the hands of time. Well, that's why you've got to live every moment to its fullest. 
He's got to take life and just never let go and just live in the present. And what are you doing after this? We go to Nando. <laughs> <laughs> good work, good work. <laughs> All right. Quite often, it is fun just to hear the title of a letter and suppose, write some fan fiction about what you think the letter might be about. So let's try that. The next letter is titled Race Disgrace. Hmm. Oh, this is this where we jump in and have a guess at what it's about? Yes. Sorry. Didn't want to interrupt you. Um, <laughs> it's about the amazing race and um, it's like all white people. <laughs> the end. <laughs> What might you suppose race disgrace could be about? Um, like, oh, I thought it was racial, but that's way more... Of course it will be about the amazing race. No, make it fun, though. Okay, maybe it's like a racist guy who's like, there's too many of them coming over. <laughs> and he's like, he's very sad and he lives... In a caravan. <laughs> Sorry. Does he have you, a cockatoo? Uh, yeah, he has a cockatoo and he's my uncle. Okay, no. <laughs> it is not a letter about Andrew Bolt. Okay, <laughs> yes. Cameron? Uh, it's about Grant Denyer crashing his car. <laughs> <laughs> Hardly a disgrace. <laughs> it's not great. All right. It's far less uh, high octane than that. Yeah. While being high octane, that was a very interesting choice of words by myself. As you'll soon find. Ten's coverage of our Grand Prix is an absolute disgrace. Close. We want racing, not two or more hours of rubbish before seeing even one car on the track and people who are old enough to know better taking selfies and giggling like school children. <laughs> I love it, the mention of selfish. Becky giggles and then... <laughs> Yeah. Like a schoolgirl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just the selfies. People are too old to take selfies. Oh, selfies? What stage is this on? Yeah. And that was from Bob Warrister in Doncaster. Oh, my God. Now, he, he, he hates fun. Yeah. I remember some one time this guy said to me, you could do so much more with your life than take selfies. And I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> I love taking them. Didn't they say there's some sort of research that shows that if you take a lot of selfies that you are, crazy. are a sociopath? Yeah. Yeah. Good pause. <laughs> that was good, that was, wasn't it? Do you think Uncle Mark has got more photos of himself or his cockatoo? Um, <laughs> he's probably got um, more photos. Oh. Maybe of himself. He does that crazy. You know when someone kills someone and they're, they're, they have a photo of them on the news and it's always a crazy guy and he's taking a photo like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I reckon he's got a lot of those. <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> shirtless. What was it? <laughs> and how did it feel when he touched your tuckus again? <laughs> oh, God. Um, this was gross. I was like, get off, Mark. Like, it's just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> What, what's your opinion of the Grand Prix? You're, you're a Melbourne commentator on, on Triple R? Uh, I don't know if I commentate, but I read, I read the sports news out. Um, and sometimes <laughs> I, I skip over the Grand Prix stuff. Boring, whatever. Um, 
But it's uh, to a certain point, I'm with him. Like, just show the race. But also, maybe there's not much to the race. So maybe yeah, it's just cars. <laughs> yeah, would you would you do the celebrity there. race though if they asked you to do it? Oh, would you yes. drive a very expensive car and yes. attempt to not crash it? Yeah, or crash Absolutely. it on purpose. I I do would do most things. <laughs> people ask me, <laughs> <laughs> like not not. Well, if Uncle Mark asked me to do so, <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably say no to that. But. It's a real ego boost. You should give it a go. (laughs) Oh, come on. Lighten up. (laughs) What is... um, Have you ever done a uh, a pseudo-celebrity activity like the celebrity race? No, I've never done anything like that before. I think that would be fun to do, though. Uh, I, I got to do Celebrity Poker Showdown at the Crown Casino when I was still with Foxtel. Oh, and that's I where that. they, Yeah, and they just had a bunch of celebrities converge on Crown Casino. We got to stay there for a week. <laughs> converge? converge. Just, we, all just, we all got to stay, yeah, I got to put up in the hotel and everybody got $1,000 spending money and we had to play the competition by day and then at night we were down playing poker against all these other celebrities that didn't know how to play poker and uh, we were allowed to drink for free. And so I walked out, you know, up because they don't know what they're doing. So you're just sort of stealing all their money, just making, taking their per diems off them. It was great. That was probably one of the greatest television moments of my life. <laughs> 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 Playing poker, getting pissed and stealing rich, other famous people's money. <laughs> I do like how I asked if you ever done any pseudo-celebrity things like that. You go, nah, and then drop and then a went, sweet <laughs> <laughs> well, I just sort of forgot. I thought you meant like sort of a car race or something like that, but yeah. No, poker. Nah, that's poker. <laughs> yeah, it was that was a it. week in the in It was crowd. so good. It was it was it was yeah, it was it was really good fun. I got to, I got knocked out by one some dude from Big Brother. And then another guy this Please guy, be hot dog. Uh, Please was, be no, hot dog. It was the, one of the twins. It was one of the the Logan twins. He took me out. He had he had four eights and um I I cracked it and but I was getting on really well with this rugby player. I think his name's Peewee or something. And he couldn't make the grand final. And so he called me up the next day and said, "Do you want to get in on this and you can play you'll represent me because we're playing for 100 grand." And 50 of it was for a chosen charity. And we got to keep 50K. No And so I'm like, way. fully, I'll get in there. And he goes, you can have it. If you win the 50K, we'll split it. You have 25K, I'll have 25K. I'm like, no worries. So I did that. And then I got taken out by Jason Dundas, uh, MTV's Jason Dundas, who was just off tilt, just didn't know what he was doing and just got us all scared because we had no idea what he had and because he's just one of those crazy fuckers he's just like yeah I love life yeah and just chucking cards down you're like I have no idea what you're fucking doing I'm gonna call bullshit here and he got me he ended up winning the prick so yeah pretty sure what he had was ecstasy (laughs) (laughs) totally was it an emotional time when rugby player Pee Wee rang you and said Represent me, Cam. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, man, I want twenty-five grand for sure. I didn't like, you know, cry, but uh, it was, it was, it was funny. It was a fun. It was a very good experience. It's like a scene from a movie. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I've, I've never. I've, it was a nice gesture. I'm more of a blackjack guy. Oh yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no hope with that game. Like with poker, at least. You know, you can play. You know how to play fools, and it's there's a real, uh, there is a game to it. Unless you are playing somebody that's mental. <laughs> Sorry, Jace. 
<laughs> Who was the worst celebrity uh, drinker and pokey player? Um, well, like Molly Meldrum was there, um, but, he, <laughs> <laughs> but like he was—he was—he's such a sweetheart. He's such a beautiful man, um, and so you know. But he had no idea what was you know how to play. But he's just such a gorgeous person that it's forgivable, you know. But. Yeah, like I mean, I was I was a real lush at that time as well. We were all we all had a really really great time. It was fun, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> How about we do another letter? Okay. This one is titled "Cynical, Not Social." Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's going on there? Jeez. Oh, Jesus. Ooh. Molly, is that you? It's Molly. <laughs> <laughs> He's channeled me. What? Oh. What is that? Is oh, it mine? It's me. I'm going to keep really still. <laughs> Cynical, not social. I put married at first sight being a social experiment in the same basket as the Japanese killing whales for scientific purposes. <laughs> And that heady letter is from Ed Weber in Malvern East. So what, he thinks that a TV show doesn't have the best intentions? Is that what he's saying? Like a reality show might not be what they say they are going to be? You you are the definition of cynical, not (laughs) something It's so funny that he thinks that's being cynical. Like he's like, yes, I operate on a very high level. I'm cynical. It's like, yeah, obviously. But I think in the marketing, they were trying to paint it as some sort of like, oh yeah, we're going to do this social experiment, like yeah, which is what? What's the killing whales isn't a really social experiment though, is it? Oh, you haven't done it with friends. (laughs) (laughs) What is that experiment? They kill the whales and then discover whether or not they're delicious. Is that right? To see my mate Becky just hack at a whale, a whale. <laughs> while taking selfies and telling me what she did last night. Oh, it was, <laughs> it'd make me want to marry her at first sight. Um. Oh, and the riff. <laughs> and the riff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just think it's... I mean, yeah. But surely... Okay. But we've got to make fun of it. Um, <laughs> sometimes these annoy me because I'm like, yeah, they're stupid. Move on. You know? Yeah. You don't need. You shouldn't get worked up about the letters. That one particularly is annoying. In what way? Well, he thinks he's smart too. Yeah. He's like, this is like this to this. It's like, cool. You've had an analogy. Like you've and made really, an analogy and a poor one as well. Yeah, it's yeah, like a shitty go, analogy, right, but you can tell he'd just be like so excited to yeah. send it. Yeah. Like in his mind, he's like, yeah. He'll like, cut this out. Good point. This is on the fridge. Yeah. You know that, right? Yeah. I, I hate it when someone make. You can tell they're really proud about making a point. You know, you can feel them being proud of themselves. All puffed up. He'd be all puffed up at home, like, waiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when someone writes a comment on a Facebook status yeah. and they're like, well, yeah. actually, and like, you know, yeah. they're just so yeah. confident yeah, in what that. they say. You're seeming a bit puffed up about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm me, I'm a hypocrite. Well, I dish it out, I can't take it. Do you know oh. what I'm saying? Like I can... Anyway. Oh God. I, why are you looking at me like that? Because it makes you bury yourself more. It's really good. <laughs> Someone said that. They said if, I, if they stop talking, I'll just keep talking and going and going and going until I say something awful. 
So that's so, what you're Does doing. that happen in your shows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just so when you go and see Becky, just do it in silence. Yeah. <laughs> just see where it goes. <laughs> She's going to say some pretty crazy things. <laughs> What's the most regrettable thing you've ever said on stage, oh, Becky? Um, the other day I think they thought I, I was uh, into... War crime, <laughs> but I was I'd, I'd misstepped and, uh, and so I didn't what, regret what, that. What would you have said that may have? Oh, I'm not going to go impression. into it. It's a boring story to explain, but it just it just happens sometimes if they're if they're not on board with you and you start rambling and then you go somewhere you don't even. Then you bring up Uncle Mark. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 What's Uncle Mark's favorite TV show? Do you think? Uh, he doesn't have a TV. He listens to the radio like all crazy people. Like, talk about radio. Yeah, yeah, I am. He sounds like an yeah. I am guy. Does he, yeah. Yeah. does he listen to the radio or does he listen to the transistor? Well, I, I, I guess the radio. Do you know, know what a transistor is? Well, that's just an old transistor radio, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But what's the difference? Does he listen with foil on his head? <laughs> no, but he does wear a mask because of the fumes. Like, he's actually the crazy. fumes from the radio? Yeah, well, just the pollution, you yeah. see. Because you go and visit him, he's like, everyone's, yeah, they're dumping this stuff. I can smell it. <laughs> Does he pull the mask down when he kisses you hello? Um, yeah, he lets it hang around his neck. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is... Please go. What's the, he's got a bunch letter. of... He's got, like, shooting magazines from dating back to 1974. What he, was that thing you were saying me. about if we just let you talk, you'll say something <laughs> Like it's, I mean, he's honestly so crazy. Like if he played a serial killer in a show, you'd be like, "This is hack. Like this is a this is a boring character because it's so obvious." Like he's really not well. <laughs> Fuck! I hope he doesn't listen to this. He, he wouldn't. He wouldn't know. We're not on radio now. Not on radio. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry. Did you start reading the next one? Or? <laughs> I forgot. I forget. <laughs> Stop looking at me. I'm not going to keep talking. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> All right. This one is titled Low Life. <laughs> Tuesday on ABC, the two pointless programs on offer. One, a quiz show, and the other, a gutsy subject risking artificial... Wait, a gutsy subject risking... Oh, okay. The other, a gutsy subject risking artificial danger situations. Todd Sampson's Life on the Line. Having proved your metal in the earlier death-defying high-wire series, how could you stoop to this, Todd? <laughs> and that is from John O'Hara, Mount Waverley. So, the pointless thing, there's a, a quiz show called Pointless. Oh, I know it, yeah. yeah oh. So that was a tie-in. Yeah. But then... I thought uh, they meant the quiz show is yeah, pointless. That's what I thought. That's, that's yeah, what, that's, that's what how I it thought. reads. It reads like the quiz show is utterly pointless. Hey, man, I just read them. I don't write yeah. them. <laughs> But yeah, then this is a classic was another thing that we like is the tufa where they can't decide what they're going to write about. Hence leading to a miscommunication where Ooh. you're not even sure what they're complaining about. Yeah. But the real complaint is that they don't like Todd Sampson's Life on the Line, which I, I actually saw their ABC YouTube marketing. is It's A1 because mm-hmm. it, this ad showed before I was trying to watch one of my uh, classic nerd YouTube videos. And he's testing scientific 
uh, theories, but putting his life on the line about it. Mm. So there was one where... The one they showed on the ad was like a giant metal ball that was sort of spiked and it was on a pendulum sort of rope thing and it was going to swing and the theory was that he could put his face exactly where it started from because scientifically it can't swing back any further. Oh, yeah. I thought he was learning how to walk a tightrope. That would be as good. That's, yeah, right. <laughs> well, no, I, I saw it. Maybe that was one of the episodes. Oh, maybe it was. Yeah. It was all, so it was all science-based stuff like that, though. There was another one where he, like, he was going to go through fire, wasn't it? Without getting oh, yeah, set I on saw fire. That one. And how how was he not going to get burned? Well, he was, set, he, was set on, he was set on something that would make him go at a certain... <laughs> <laughs> on rotation. <laughs> Did you say on rotation? No, I said he wore a wet T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Everyone at home on the Hertzbridge line is missing Hickey's... Um... Shacking my boobies. Yeah. <laughs> currently raining dollars in here. <laughs> <laughs> they just had him on this, uh, on some, I don't know what it was, like a little roller coaster thing and he had to go down and then through the flames and because he didn't spend a certain amount of time in there he wasn't going to actually catch fire. Ah. That was, I don't know, I don't know. I don't Plus know, I don't t-shirt. get science. So, but what's his problem? Yeah, what's, what's the letter writer's problem? I, I think that... That he could they die. Think, they, they think that Todd, Todd has like, he's gone too far. He's like just... <laughs> nah, just he's onto a good thing. Good yeah. on him. yeah. Push yourself, mate. <laughs> I find that stuff quite interesting. I think that's kind of like the, oh, the, the show. Oh, you're a thinker, are you? No, no, no. I just like the <laughs> <laughs> got ourselves a thinker because <laughs> um, the show that he did on Ten prior to that was um, him pushing his body to the limits as mm. well, wasn't it? Called Body Hack or something. Like he went and trained with um, was it the Israeli? Israeli uh, army or one really hardcore army and he had to do the uh, Kokoda Trail. Or, I don't know, I didn't watch the fucking thing. But um, <laughs> it was, he had to do these sorts of things and just to test his limits for his, like, his body. I think he's a vegetarian as well, so that makes it even harder. Yeah. So I was... <laughs> <laughs> so weak, and, uh, but he did like he did some pretty amazing stuff. I find that kind of interesting, you know. I thought the ball swing thing was like it was it's a bit MythBusters, yeah, yeah. That's all, but I don't think it required this letter. No, too much. Oh, you missed the point of all the no, no, none of the none of the letters, letters need to exist. <laughs> like right. the reply to every one of them is that black thing on your coffee table. Push one of those yeah. buttons. Yeah. <laughs> it could solve several of your problems right now. That's right. You know what I think about that letter? Pointless. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. What a neat little way to wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please thank <laughs> That's it. That's it. The yeah. herself, Becky Lucas <laughs> and Geraldine Hickey. Fight through that and let the good people of the internet camera know. Oh, you can yeah, grab. That, that's perfect. Well done, Rebecca. Good on you, mate. Uh, where can the good people of the internet uh, see your... You've only got two more nights in the festival, but if you're going to Sydney or Perth or just yeah. they can follow you on 
I've got a internet. website because I'm very 90s. Uh, you can go to camnight.com.au to find out where I'm playing for the festivals. I'm doing the Sydney Comedy Festival, I think, at the 17th of May. It kicks off pretty soon, doesn't it? Yeah, finish up. Uh, I've got two shows left tonight at Melbourne, so don't worry about it. Uh, no one's coming. Um, so, uh, no. <laughs> oh, you can come. It's 9.30 at the Chinese Museum if you want to come. You'll, uh, do you guys know where that is? You ever heard of the Chinese Museum? <laughs> Racists. So, um, that's on. It's a good show. Come on down. It's called Momentous. I regret the name. But um, it's a fun show, and I'm on all the bullshit, Twitter and Instagram and f- Facebook. So, there you go. Good on you. What's your show called, Becky? It's called Little Bitch, and it's um, at <laughs> it's at Sydney and Perth, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. I'm finished. I'm sold out the next two nights, so you can't come. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> Go to camps. <laughs> oh, Geraldine. Thanks for joining us, my little. Thank you. Girl. Thanks for having me. I, I had fun. It was good. I and love Geraldine. Love Cam. You're all right. <laughs> Hurtful. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hurtful. No, you're great. I, I really. <laughs> I love you. You're good. You're good. Rebecca. I'm just kidding. All right. Don't be nicer. Or I won't follow you into Nando's. <laughs> Geraldine. Um, you can listen to me on Triple R. What a two point seven. Weekday morning, six till nine. Um, and uh, I have one more show left tonight. Um, there's seven tickets left on the door. I'm sold out online, um, but you can come and... Thanks. That's nice. Um, no show tomorrow because it's the day of our Lord. And <laughs> no shows on Sunday. Not leaving the house. It's chicken and chips day tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, thanks everyone for coming uh, throughout the festival. Thanks everyone that came to the sh- uh, my stand-up show, and thanks to everyone that supports the uh, the podcast. I really appreciate it. I am Steel Saunders, and I do love those green guy letters. Thanks, Steel. Thanks, Hickey. enjoyed that super fun episode with Geraldine Hickey, Becky Lucas and Cameron Knight. The best of times. Thanks to everyone that came during the comedy festival. It was the best. The bestest times. And there'll be another little run of Melbourne Green Guide Letters in September. So, uh, await the ticket information for that. Don't forget, though, this Saturday, the 27th of May, we've got Steel's Grand Garage Sale. That's at 61 Darling Street, South Yarra. I'm going to keep this pretty quick because I am so tired from cleaning my apartment up. It is killing me. But if you want to support the podcast, if you want to ensure the continued production of I Love Green Guide Letters, as well as get access to the full archive delivered to your podcast app of choice on your phone, tablet, or computer, then you should become a Patreon or a patron on Patreon of I Love Green Guide Letters at patreon.com. I love GG Letters. And uh, there you can sign up for just $3 a month. You get access to every episode we've ever recorded. 
all the ones with Ash Williams. We had Darren Hinch. We had Mark Marin. We had professional wrestler Mick Foley. And so much more. Live episodes, Meredith episodes, LA episodes, LA podcast festival episodes are all there for just $3 a month. And you help keep the little podcast going. And you'll also get access to our new little bonus show called After Letters. After we do a non-live episode, we record another mini episode featuring questions from our listeners. It is so much fun. All the information can be found on ilovegreenguideletters.com or go straight to the source at patreon.com forward slash I love GG letters. There'll be links in the show notes on your phone right now. It's all good. Thank you guys so much. And now, let's get to it. You've heard about it. You've expected it. You've anticipated it. It's time for that secret section. Yeah, that that owl noise, that's that's the noise I get from people when I explain what the podcast is about. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. Come on. Oh. Really? Oh. But the age, they like pay for you to do it, don't they? Oh, really? Oh. But the listeners, they pack. Oh, really? Oh. <sighs> you were right to make that noise, after all. But so, what's more your favourite? But what's more Australian than sucking back on goo? Mr. Black. <laughs> Mr. Black. Mr. Black. Mr. Black. <laughs> totally. That's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to Mr. Black. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Now, Cam, are you going to get sued now? (laughs) We used to have a rule that you don't interrupt the letters. Oh, fuck. Cut it out. Start again then. No, but I should add, we got rid of that rule for sweet comments like that. I don't think I'm going to get on Mr. Black now. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's always quite effervescent. He's a really nice guy, actually, so I'm just mucking around. (laughs) (laughs) When have you been at your happiest this festival? When were you just like, things, this this is all working out, this is golden? Um, I was just walking with my friend the other day to get a, a pho, Vietnamese soup, and I was just walking along, it's such a beautiful day, and I just looked at my friend, and we were having, you know, laughing, and I just thought, this is a really nice time, and I should remember that. What? No joke. There's no joke there. I was happy. <laughs> oh, you're doing the thing again. <laughs> 
You're such a delight, Rebecca. 